What an awesome beginning to the podcast. Thank you so much, Griffin. Nice big yawn. It was very, it was calm you're, music. You're obviously very excited to be here. Are, are we inconveniencing you? She's no, a, no, it's just the music is sleepy. Listen, Griffin's too big for us now. She was, on the, she was number one on Reddit all night, so she's, uh, she's moved on to bigger and better things. I'm just thinking about that poor guy. How many hours he spent learning to play guitar. Learning to sing, honing his craft, and making that song. Griffin shits on his dreams. And the girl, the girl just yawn. <laughs> yeah, music, I guess. Well, he knew what he was doing. What, <laughs> what, what, what was he trying <laughs> to do? Yeah, he was doing he did this like nice little sleepy song. He wasn't trying to be high energy, like wake you up kind of music. I don't think I've I ever think- heard an artist say, "I'm going for sleepy." <laughs> yeah, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Okay, I'm very sorry. I'm gonna knock these girls out. <laughs> <laughs> they call my they call my music real hypnol rock. <laughs> can I, Bernie? Can I ask you why are you throwing knives this morning? I'm not throwing knives. I was trying to handle my knife, and I turned into a juggling act. And then I realized, why am I trying to catch a knife that I'm fumbling around? And so I just let it go, and then it fell to my feet. But it didn't stab anything, so mission accomplished. There you go. <laughs> my pocket knife is gross. It's like got a bunch of stuff all over it. Like dried blood and DNA. That would be Evidence. cool. No, it's got just gunk on it. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I did with it. So gross. <laughs> Trying to clean it. Griffin was looking at me like, "Well, oh, watching me try to clean my knife." She's like, what "Well, who brings doing? a knife? Like, you bring your who knife, to the, knife to the podcast? I'm, I can't make fun of you at all today. <laughs> I, you're sitting next to me. I have a stabbing, You're in stabbing range. You know, I used to. We were talking about it yesterday. I used to be able to carry my knife on a plane because the blade was. <laughs> the rule was, it has to be smaller than your palm. And now that's completely gone. I so, think there was an actual measurement, right? Was, it was like two or three inches or something well, that's, like that? That's what I remember, too. It was like a rule of thumb that was smaller than your palm. But I always wondered, like, Andre the Giant must be able to carry a fucking machete on a plane and be okay. A bowie knife, right? yeah. Yeah. Like, I, minute bowl, I mean. But honestly, if Andre the Giant wanted to cause trouble on an airplane, he wouldn't really need a knife. That's true. You could just take a dump. Anybody want a peanut? Do you think there's a guy who's so big... That if you saw him at the gate, you would actually be nervous based on his size to be on a plane with him. Like, Andre the Giant seems like he's too big for a plane. I would be nervous that that person would sit next to me, knowing my luck. That, 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 that person bought one ticket, and they're going to fucking spill over into every seat in that row. Have you ever been on planes uh, where the, the plane is so empty yes, that they'll ask you, like, they'll redistribute the weight on the plane and be like, sir, could you move to the right? The, uh, the plane's a little too left-heavy. I wonder if Andre the Giant ever got on a plane, if they would be like, uh, you seven rows now have to move to the left. Yeah, just little, sit on each other's laps. Yeah, we're a little giant heavy on the right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem when they do that rebalancing the plane. The problem I've got is that they don't try to hide what they're doing. Right. They actively tell you, oh, we're trying to distribute the weight more evenly on the plane by putting more people on the left side. I want that abstracted from me. Yeah, I don't want right. to know that. Do you like think, that like, it's that delicate. I guess the pilot's up there going, oh, we're pulling a little bit to the right. Let's be a big headwind. It should also be a requirement that if the captain ever comes on the PA system, 
and says the plane ha- – we're, we're waiting because we have the mechanical crew out here and they're working on a problem for us. They should take exactly what the problem I is. I agree completely. Like you want to hear it's a windshield wiper. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't want to hear it's a hydraulic leak or something yeah. like that. We keep, they're they're going to give us an extra can of hydraulic fluid. We're going to have to put it in mid-flight. It turns out, it's the first time I ever worked with this co-pilot. It turns out neither of us know how to fly the fucking plane. <laughs> it's never come up before. We've both been winging it. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry, well, that's that terrible. Well, that, that pilot's a shitty comedian. Isn't he? yeah. <laughs> He's got to do like the – anyway. Uh, so you were number one on Reddit, Griffin. You're uh, left for dead door. Uh-huh. Congratulations. We well, were. We were number one. The company was. We were. Okay. The Rooster Teeth Worth family. Worth credit for that? I was number one on Reddit. Well, I mean... Now she says we. We. <laughs> no, I made it, but I mean, I would never have made it if it hadn't been asked to make it by y'all. How long did it take you to make that door? Um, it's hard to say because we've had so much work, um, like production work, that I've been working on, like costumes, prop sets, that kind of thing. So I would start working on it, and then like we'd ended up, we'd, have, we'd film something, so I'd be busy all day doing that. So it's hard to say exactly how long it took. But it took you about three weeks yeah, but if I broke it down, it would probably have only taken like three days. Okay. Two or three days. You're very inefficient is what I'm hearing. <laughs> well, apparently. Like like most employees at most jobs, you've got to stretch out your work over as long <laughs> of a period of time well, as possible to make it look like you're busy. One time I I was really worried about being efficient, but it was like a contract job and I like I blew through it. It was so fast. But then I only got paid for like a few days of work when I could have just done it like not have been impressive and gotten a lot more money out of it. So I've, I've learned my lesson. So is that what you're doing with us? No. I you're mean, like Scotty from Star Trek? Wait, if it's, a con- <laughs> if it's a contract gig, aren't you incented to finish it faster? But this is when I was younger and I was working hourly. I didn't make it. It wasn't for a contract. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. It, w- it was like a temporary job that I was being paid hourly for and I should have been smarter about it. What was the job? Uh, I think I was, I was driving rake. What does you're, that mean? What? Nobody knows what that means. You're driving um, a rake? It's like a small combine. Oh, okay. Like, like, field like work. farm work. Yeah, I was in farm work. Hmm. What were you raking? Um, hay or some kind of st- – it was hay. Really? Or grass. No, it was grass. There's a lot of grass seed in Oregon, so I think it was a grass seed field. I think you're a lot, a lot more of a man than I am. <laughs> I grew up in the country, so yeah. that's the kind of jobs I were. No, I agree with Jeff. <laughs> so let me ask you this. When a farmer decides to grow hay, has he just given up? That's it? Like, do the other farmers make fun of him? It's like, yeah, I just grow hay. That's all I do. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I do. Well, it's some. Uh, I, I like, think hay's very important. Yeah. My grandfather grew up, he had a bunch of, like, cows hay and horses. For horses. Yeah, you got to feed the animals. So feed it, the people. It was if like, you don't have that initial thing, we don't eat. Okay, yeah. but let's be honest here. I mean, really, really isn't, some, some isn't hay just dried plants? I mean, <laughs> isn't that a fancy word for just stuff I cut down and let dry out? Yeah, but I, I would say rather, the same for like tobacco or anything. I would rather eat beef than corn, so I respect the hay farmer more than the corn farmer. You would rather <laughs> eat beef than corn. I okay. agree. So I, the hay farmer is like well, up there at number one in my, in, my, in my list. Now. They feed them corn? Yeah. Then corn's number two then. They it's like feed right them, up there also. It's even worse. They feed them corn that's inedible to humans. And it gives them these weird holes in it. Anyway, I don't know. So what? Yeah. Cows eat grass. Grass is inedible to humans. Maybe you. Tons of animals eat stuff that's inedible to humans. Well, the thing is cows are designed to eat grass, so it doesn't like create these weird intest- like intestinal dysfunctional like whole things that they have to like dig out and like give them antibiotics Cow diver- diverticulitis? Yeah, the substandard yeah. corn that they feed to yeah. cows. It's is, like hurting the cows. And, and there's nothing worse than when you get a bad cow intestine sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really can't stand those. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like the overall purpose of a cow – is to take things that are inedible and turn them into tasty meat. I mean, that is the exact function of a cow. Yes. And refreshing milk. Do you, like, we eat grass by proxy, right? Because cows eat the grass and then we eat, we the, eat cows. the cows. Yeah. I think, speaking of uh, milk, I think I read an article this week that talked about these guys who developed a machine uh, for use on dairy farms that 
automatically milks cows. Like when cows want to be milked, they walk up to this machine. The machine milks them. Then when they're done, the cows walk away on their own. It's like an autonomous milking machine. I hope there's a lot of warning signs around that machine (laughs) (laughs) so you don't actually stumble into its grasping area. (laughs) Just don't – whatever you do, don't get drunk around the machine (laughs) or or listen to our intro song from this week because you'll be in a lot of pain. How many – I guess farmers, there's not a lot of YouTube videos where they're pranking where like they take a dude, like they push him near the machine or like they bring the machine into his room when he's sleeping. (laughs) But one of my favorite, like, first things I ever saw from Japanese TV was Gus showed me a video where it was one of these Japanese prank shows, and they would go into the rooms where people were sleeping, like normal citizens, and they would wheel a cannon into their room <laughs> while they're sleeping, and they would fire this cannon in their bedroom, and people would freak the fuck out. That's awesome. Do you remember that, Gus? Yeah, I remember that. Okay. I think it was you who showed it to me. It was either you or Ray who showed that to me. No, that's great. No, that's, that, was, that was definitely me. You know me and my, my love for Japanese videos that you sometimes love and sometimes hate. Oh, we had man. a funny experience with that where somebody recounted telling us their favorite video, which was your favorite video of the uh-huh. chairs rocketing, Rocket down, chair. rocketing down the ski slope. And Jeff and I were less than impressed. We were nonplussed. Yeah. We were nonplussed. What does that mean, nonplussed? You, you were negative. That's been your word lately. Like this week you've said it several times. That's did not you, true. Did you read it somewhere recently get reminded about it? <laughs> no. Wow, look at this. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you, you don't know the word. Alone? That's the first time I've said it in four years. No, you said it to me yesterday. I did not. I swear that you said what it to me yesterday. What do you do on the number in every goddamn thing I say? I'm sorry that I listened to you. You can't. You know what you should learn to remember? How about this? You guys want to, talk, you guys want to hear a funny story about how we started our day off today? Yes. Um, this conversation has me very plussed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Double plus. Griffin and I play a funny game every morning uh, where when we – I. <laughs> I can't really imagine where this yeah. is going. Every night before we go to bed, I set the awesome new alarm system we have in our house, thanks to the break-in that I paid for. And uh, every night I set the house to home, which means we can walk around if the motion sensors are off, but the doors are secured. Right. And uh, every morning I turn it off, or if Griffin gets up before me, Griffin just for whatever reason, ambles outside, and the alarm goes beep, 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 until I run out of bed and turn it off. I have 30 seconds to turn it off before the cops come. Well, this morning, she did it to me while I was in the shower, so I didn't hear the beeping. I'm still getting used to it. And still getting used to it. And so we got to meet our neighborhood police. No. (laughs) Awesome. I'm hoping they're still in the shower when you get to meet them? No, uh, I refused. No, he was like, well, I don't have my clothes on, so you deal with it. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I'm not the one to set the fucking alarm off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, we should all try to remember that in the morning. Yeah, and it's should. not like you, you like you forgot about the alarm yesterday too, and you were like jumping over like objects. Did the alarm go off? Time. No, you made it. I made it. I made it. You don't. You don't really need to remember it. You just have to know when it starts beeping. That's what that is. Yeah. Well, when you're outside, it's hard to hear the beeping. I, when you, I guess. How do you go out the door? Do you like go dive through a window? Uh, yeah. or is it, <laughs> you open the door and it goes beep beep. I'm very fast. No, because okay. it does beep beep every time you open the door anyway. So you get used to that sound. Well, it wouldn't won't that it would remind the, you of the alarm? The, Oh shit! We, this is the first time we've left the house in the morning. Anyway, the I thought about it and I came back in. I'm like, oh yeah, the alarm's going off. <laughs> yeah, you're such an asshole. Monty does. Monty does the same thing. By the way, we've had an alarm uh, since we've had a business essentially, and it's been set off I think six times by three different people total. Mm-hmm. Like the same people set it off more than once. Have the police come out yet to check on it? Uh huh. Yes, they have. Two they of those three they, people were Joel. They call every time. Joel had the most amazing one because there's 45 seconds after you arm the alarm to get out the door. Yeah. At the old office, you remember the one in Congress? Yes. The alarm is literally 
I mean, you could stand in the door and reach it. You it's could touch the 40, door and the alarm. Easy. It's like 48 inches away from the door. We never – I never understood why. We got a call from the alarm company that the alarm was going off. So I called the office, and Joel was there. And you could hear the alarm still going off in the background. <laughs> I don't know how, but he set the alarm and couldn't make it two and a half feet out the door. When I never got a straight story out of what happened. <laughs> he said there just wasn't enough time. Yeah, he was, he was just like – he was very upset about it and said, look, it's just – it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> it's I said, hard. what's hard about it? It's like I just – it's – I can't talk about it. And I never figured out what happened. It's not, even a, it's not even a knob. It's a push bar. It was a push bar to get out that door. So it's not like you have to turn anything. Your hands <laughs> you can be like full. Walk you can just lean up to the door and it would open. The door's going to do all the work for you. I, uh, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the podcast, but I uh, – Joel usually gets to the office pretty early, or at least at the old office he did. Yes. And uh, I'm usually the first person in the office, but, like, Joel and I would switch back and forth. And so he would never know if he was the first person coming in or not in the morning, and he's very scared of that alarm. And so anytime I would get in the office first and then I'd hear the front door open, I would walk over to the top of the stairs to see who was coming in, to see, you know, if it was Matt or Joel. And uh, invariably, anytime it was Joel, Joel would walk up to the alarm and stare at it, fixated, for about, I'm going to guess, two minutes. And I would just see, like, how long is he going to stare at that alarm? Hey, I don't know what he's waiting for, waiting to see if it's going to go off or if he has to push a button. But it would take him a good two minutes to realize that he wasn't the first person coming in and that there was somebody – that the alarm wasn't going to do anything because obviously somebody else was upstairs. And I would just be like, Joel, everything okay? He'd go, yeah. And then walk <laughs> That's pretty good. That alarm yeah. would play a nasty trick on you, though, too, because the downstairs uh, alarm pad – was wireless. Yeah. And so you'd have to kind of turn it on. You'd have to hit one button first to turn yeah. it on and then do your business with the alarm and turn turn the alarm off. But then the thing – the, the keypad downstairs would shut itself off, and it would shut itself off with a beep. So you, you'd think everything was okay. You'd be walking up the stairs, and halfway up the stairs, which was exactly the amount of time it took to shut it down to save its batteries, you'd hear beep. Like it's like fucking with you. <laughs> it was just fucking with you as you're trying to get away. But I, the same thing too. Whenever I'm in the office alone – I always – and when I'm leaving and someone else is the only person left that I'm leaving, I always set the alarm that lets you – it arms all the outside stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that it sets the alarm. Um, and I do that for Monty all the time. And when I was sleeping at the office during crunch that – during that period, I had the same thing where I'd go over and it seemed like they'd come in and they'd be perplexed. They'd see me in there, but the alarm would be you know, cueing them to turn it off. And it was always like – Joel would be like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> Am I still sleeping? <laughs> you know, I think uh, those of us who spend a lot of time in the Buda office were used to that, though. With the cats, we uh, we had to with Finch the cat. We had to always leave the alarm on, but the motion sensor off. Right. So we, part of the reason why we had to get rid of the cat is so we could have motion sensors. Well, yeah. our um, our cats don't set it off. Ours is rated for a large dog. Oh, so yeah, if we get a dog, that's something we have to. So you give away vital you, information. Yeah, you're telling cats. people to train cats to rob your house. <laughs> That's all the information we need. If you can train a cat, then maybe you deserve it. <laughs> a cat or a two-year-old. I saw this, you know, we live by that Cherrywood Coffee House uh, in Austin. Yeah. And the other day I was driving by it, and I saw a giant trailer that said, like, cat crabats. And I guess it was, like, this troop of acrobatic cats <laughs> that tour around, uh, you know, doing acrobatics. It That sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. It's. I think it, uh, the opposite. I think it sounds like the coolest thing ever, but we found out through some other friends of ours who also wanted to go that the cats don't do, like, trapeze artist shit. It's literally like walking a straight line. Well, that's for Stop. a cat, you know. I mean, it's kind of impressive. It's not fun to watch. Though. Yeah, actually, but I had another friend say that it was, was cool and that she saw it with her daughter and that it was cool. So, oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's some controversy over the cat. <laughs> if anyone knows, you can... We're going to have to take this one to YouTube. 
Yeah, <laughs> there's only one return for Cat Crabat. I'll, I'll have to see if I can find some better links for the link dump on that. Oh, speaking of uh, getting back to security and knives, um, did you guys see the uh, Adam Savage post on Reddit about um, the blades or whatever that he got? Like that they searched him, but they didn't. They missed like his. I don't know, like foot long blades, twelve inch blades. Can I tell you guys a funny story about that? Mm. When uh, Griffin's Left for Dead door, or when the Rooster Teeth Left for Dead door hit Reddit last night, we were right behind Adam Savage, who we all met a couple weeks ago, and was a really, really nice guy. He's really cool, and uh, I had a nice conversation with him about books and stuff. Nice guy. I don't have a strong opinion. Griffin was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you liked him. Griffin was uh, spent the entire night refreshing. Uh, browsers going, fucking Adam Savage. I gotta get ahead of him. I gotta get ahead of that fucking Adam Savage. As soon as I get, oh, you! And then you, like, it was like you won the fucking World Series when your news post topped his. Yeah, way to make me sound lame. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, another rockin' night at the Ramsey house. Yeah, it was pretty Refreshing crazy. Refreshing Reddit. You did very naturally bring him up suddenly during the podcast. That's true. No, because I actually thought it was kind of interesting. I've been into the whole TSA business. Um, and it was you just, just sort of, want the invasive oh, search. <laughs> Are we making fun of Griffin? Can I go now? Yeah, go okay, for it. Great. Uh, <laughs> we went out the other night. We had some guys in town. We actually – can I be coy about this and say we're doing a week of team-ups with another internet group, another video? Starting, group? starting Monday. Yeah, Monday. We're, we're doing a series of videos with some other guys that we really like online. Yes. And uh, so they was their last night in town, and we were trying to decide where to go. And Griffin decided to pick the place, which was – what's that place by your house? Spider House. It's Spider House. So it's a coffee house. It's where you it, met Brandon. It wasn't that I decided to pick a place. It was that we were all done shooting, and I was like, hey, do you guys want to get a drink after this? They were like, yeah, that sounds good. And I was they like, said they specifically, we want to get some booze, but we're also kind of hungry, so we can go somewhere know, that has booze and food. And I know that one of the people involved it does not drink. So I was like, well, let's, where's a place we can go and still hang out, and it's not just a bar, and there's food. So – and I remember – you weren't even there, Bernie. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I had to go to a, a third grader's play, and so I had to step away from production and go back later. And so I was meeting up with these guys. So we go to Spider House, Gus, and it's a coffee house, but you have to park about eight blocks away from it and walk because – Yeah, Spider House does have bad parking. Well, it's also right by the campus, which has notoriously horrific parking. In fact, everywhere you go, there's like a billion signs of when, where you can park and when you can park. You know, During like a lunar solstice you know, on a Friday, then you can park in the spot from 6 to 7 to p.m. So we go to this place. You would have loved it, guys. I wish you to come out and come do it because essentially we were drinking coffee in the hollowed out fuselage of an airplane like that was cut in half and then there were fire dancers all around us. Nice. And they were they were like juggling firing ball fire, fiery balls and like occasionally dropping them and they were rolling over to us and things like that. So it looked a lot like the uh, – California Dreaming set from the Tupac video. <laughs> <laughs> you missed it. Actually, you left right before this really cute girl with a flaming hula hoop started. And she, a flaming hula hoop? Yeah, but she dropped her hula hoop, and it almost hit Brandon's girlfriend. Like, it was, like, a foot away from her head. So what you're describing is an awesome night. <laughs> it, it sounds like you showed those people who aren't from Austin a really cool Austin experience. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like Austin at all. Well, the problem is these people had only been exposed to South Park Meadows, and that was their idea of Austin, like a big yeah, they get, chain They mall. got to Austin, and you guys were like, hey, let's show you guys Cracker Barrel. Yeah, like, because we, we were so busy working. The best of Austin. We were so she, busy. Picked, she picked Cracker Barrel. I no, did I not. picked Cracker Barrel because it was 3 p.m., and I didn't want to fucking wait another hour to eat. We were there. <laughs> we were across the street. I get pissed off when I don't eat. I get in a very bad mood. <laughs> it was 3 o'clock, and you're like, why don't we drive 45 minutes and go eat in another town. I was like, fuck that. We're going to Cracker Barrel because it's across the fucking street. I'm not waiting. No, 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 no. We had to drive I, no, home. No, no, fuck we you. We had to drive home. That was, a pl- we, that was a drive. We were right there, like five minutes away from food, and I'm going to fucking eat at 3 p.m. 
That's all there is to it. You know, we to still be had fair. to get in our cars and drive back to our office. We could eat anywhere along the way. We didn't have to that would've, that would've, We would have had to wait. It's true. <laughs> to be fair, I hear that Cranky. our friends that were here the whole time, they were at the place we're going, we're really hungry. Can we just get to Yeah, the and then we were walking around, and they were like, are we going to eat anytime soon? We're really hungry. <laughs> I was like, Bernie wants to drive 45 minutes to go also, eat. I, also, as much as you're trying to make me seem like an asshole here because I suggested we go to Spider House, and you piped in. You just, we, I, would, I sent you a text to be nice. I was like, hey, Bernie, we're going here. I know you're about done. Do you want to meet us there? And you're like, you send a text to Max, like, hey, let's go somewhere else entirely because I want to go here. They, here's the genesis. Here's, the, here's, here's, here's what this boils down to. <laughs> Bernie is – Bernie wanted to take him to – out of the blue, Bernie goes, no, we're all going to go to Gordo's. No, and the guys true. go – That's not true. I got texted by other people saying, hey, we're trying to figure out a place to go. I got text right here. It fucking records my text. And they said, where do you want to go? And I said, why don't we take him to Gordo's? And they said, that's a great idea. Here's what was told to me, that everyone was like – Hey, do you want to go to Gordo's place? And all the other guys were like, "Yeah, we definitely want to go to, go to Gordo's." And then Griffin turned around like this. We are, everybody goes. We are, I guess we're going to Spider House. <laughs> well, I will. I I'm, I can't hide when I'm pissed off, and I probably was pissed off for the post-apocalyptic jamboree. That's however, what I, I will say that I. But heard, we had already just selected uh, uh, Spider House way before the conversation even began. Gordo's came up as we were walking out the door to go to Spider exactly. House, and, and, and other people can confirm that. And so, I, mean, I heard talk, while you guys talk about how much great Spider House is, I'm going to play the music from. Spider I heard House. this is actually recorded from the event. I heard. <laughs> Go ahead. Keep going. Keep talking. I'm just going to enjoy an industry it. party. <laughs> so I'm working on this new game. <laughs> I also Wait, heard. Wait, now you're on fire. I also heard. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the three people asked not to go to Gordo's because they and didn't want to eat donuts. Yeah, for they rode with me in the car and they were like, I just right. want something green. Like so I they were like, eat donuts please, for dinner. please don't make us eat donuts for dinner. <laughs> also, there's no booze at the donut store, and we want booze. What? Let <laughs> <laughs> loud music invalidates any argument. I learned something about you, though. Like You showed up, and you parked eight, eight blocks away so you could show up, not face the crowd, turn around, and... And it texts Jeff about how much you can't stand my choices the entire here's, night. Here's what you it all boils down to. You weren't talking to anybody. You were totally <laughs> facing away from them. You were acting like a child. Here's that, that what it all boils down to. That's not true at all. Here's, here's, here's exactly, exactly what it boils down to. These guys are 25, 26, young dudes. They wanted to go someplace where other people that were born in their decade go to. First of all, we want to show them you know, their age range. Spider House is perfect for that. <laughs> Secondly, Bernie girls. is simultaneously 65 and 5 at the same time. <laughs> He's yelling, get off my lawn, you damned dirty hippies and at the same time he's throwing a temper tantrum because he didn't get to go to, d- to fucking dinner and donuts he, he's dinner, dinner donuts <laughs> you guys are spinning this entirely wrong <laughs> and I saw the whole thing happening and I volunteered to stay home and babysit Millie I, I, want, I want to throw something out there I think you guys secretly might be hipsters and you might not realize it's it. not secretly at all I, I'm sorry <laughs> I like cool things I like watching cool people do cool things I'm sorry. Someone just came out of the hipster closet. By no, the way, I, speaking no, of no hipsters, closet. I think that people that are that dress cool and do fun things, listen to fun music, go see fire dancing shows. I'd much rather do that than eat a fucking donut. Bernie wanted, to, by the way, wanted shows. to go to hipster <laughs> mecca, which is fucking donut dinner. Oh, is that true? Is it a hipster's place? Oh, come on. Austin Trailers? That's like the hipster yeah. in the hip. You wanted to go to a trailer? Gus, Gus I, that, that is kind of true. Oh I, I, I will God. back that up. So, I, can, I can actually make it worse. After, after Gordo's. I wanted to go to Highball. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's arguably. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. It's right next to that, and that they've already seen that part of town. That was the other, other part of town they'd seen, other than the South gonna, Park Meadows chain stores. So we went to a different part of town. I, I love I, I love Alamo and Highball, and I love the leagues and everything that those guys do. But I will, I'm going to go on record as saying Highball is the coolest place with the douchiest crowd in Austin. It is a very hipster, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a really yeah. shame about the people who go there. <laughs> it really is. I well, love love the Highball to death. 
just don't want to touch anybody in there. But it is kind of hard when you go for a theme of some kind. When you do it, it just becomes kind of a scene. Locked in, into that theme. In a way, yeah. yeah. It's, kind, it's kind of hard to avoid that kind of crowd in Austin, though. Yeah, definitely. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to just hang out in a part of town that just doesn't have that thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like South Park Meadows and Cracker Barrel. Right, Bar- exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you go to Cracker Barrel, you're, you're fine. Um, By the way, when we went to Cracker Barrel, Gus ordered the dumplings with a chicken, side chicken of dumplings. And, chicken and dumplings with a side of dumplings. That's how hungry I was. I was delusional. I didn't realize what I was doing. He always does that dumb shit. Like, do you remember back in the day when we worked in Buda, we would go to TGI Fridays, and he would order the cheeseburger that had the fried cheese ring on top of it, and you'd get it with a side of queso and then you, for dipping? <laughs> It was a cheeseburger with fried mozzarella on it, like a yeah. patty of fried mozzarella, not even the sticks. It completely covered the burger. And then it had cheese on top of that, and then it had a bowl of melted cheese that he would dip it into. What was uh, that he called? He would order on request. I, I, what was that thing called? I have no idea. God. It was like the ultimate cheese fried cheeseburger or fried cheese cheeseburger or something like that. It was called the Life Limiter. <laughs> yeah, it's like, but you know what? That's like four years ago he ordered that or five years ago. That day I probably, uh, depending on the, the day of the week, I probably had like a chicken salad that day. <laughs> he still underweighs me by like 80 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's like a, like five year, six year history of him just ordering garbage and me making my intermittent attempts to be healthy and it still hasn't paid, made a bit of difference. That makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Star Wars snacks. Isn't that what you say you have? The What's that? Star Wars snacks? That that's what you're into these days? The yeah. Little... I was Star Wars snacks? We had, we had um, at my house, we had a shoot one day for the title sequence. You guys were there. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I provided craft service while they were at my house, and I have two young children. So we had Capri Sun and Star Wars gummy snacks. <laughs> <laughs> So oh, like the, liquid, oh, we did. Those li- were good. Liquid yeah, sugar really good. and uh, chewy sugar. That new Capri Sun you have, it's like Capri Sun, but it's water. But it's really good water. Yeah, it's like water with like cherry flavoring in it. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I think they're called surfers or something like that. Yeah, they're I, awesome. I highly recommend this part of the podcast brought to you. Capri Sun <laughs> surfers. Ride the wave. Raging water. <laughs> Ride the wave. So World of Warcraft turned uh, six years old this week. Yeah, it did. Oh. Seems older. Six years old. And they just, to celebrate, they destroyed the world yesterday. Did they do the cataclysm thing? Yeah, the sundering <gasps> happened yesterday. You know, uh, let's get our accounts, our accounts back. Not to get off the subject of WoW because that's a cool game, but uh, the Xbox 360 turned five this week as well. Yes, Xbox so, 360 turned five. And man, it does. First of all, it, neither one of those seems like it's been around that long. No, I, I, I should be. Both of them seem like they've been around longer than that. Sorry, Xbox 360 feels like it's been around like three years to me. That's a long time for a console. It five, is, years. five years. I almost cannot remember gaming on my Xbox anymore at this point. It seems like such a distant memory. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's so weird. Since the 360 swept in and enriched all of our lives. But uh, I, I, and, and tied into the World of Warcraft talk, I was going to mention that we found out that there is an NPC in Cataclysm called Griff. And where does he live? He lives in the Twilight Highlands. But and, what's the town called? Um, it's called Blood Gulch. Yeah. Oh, and a town called Blood Gulch. And he gives you a daily quest to bring him food. <laughs> and his he says, put food in my mouth. He's like, I think his, his quest text is... Uh, yeah, bring some to my mouth. Talking about food. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Was there another RVV reference in WoW at one point? Or am I uh, maybe misremembering? I don't know. Not don't that know. I can remember. So go visit Griff. I think he's uh, he's with the Horde. Is so, he, last week it was Red Dead Redemption. This week it's uh, WoW. That's pretty cool. Did you guys know anything about that before it came out? Uh-uh. I think it just came out in patch 4.01. Yeah. yeah. Have you been playing, Gus? No, I haven't. But um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna make a new character <laughs> when uh, Cataclysm comes out on the seventh. Like everything's so changed now 
that I'm going to redo everything. Like I need to redo 1 to 85 at this point. We, we like I don't do want to start too. at yeah. just 80 because I feel like I'll miss all the old old new stuff. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I, I like, I'm going to be making new characters and probably running through content like that. When you start, let me know and we can all start together. I was looking at the new races and uh, classes this morning trying to figure out what the fuck I want to play and I have no idea. I'm so lost. What are the new races? Well, it's either Goblin for Horde or Worgen for Alliance. Oh, so I'll I'm going to be a Goblin. Hell yeah. And uh, I, I just don't know what class to play. What's a worgen? It's like the werewolf kind of creature. You fight them in the uh, sepulcher or whatever sepulcher. It's yeah, well, south of there, in the silver pine forest. Yeah, you got silver pine forest. So we'll it's, see. It's funny how long you can play that game. You know, you can play it for hours and hours, weeks, months for some people, and you come away like just key moments that you remember. You know, and the one thing I remember is like stumbling upon one of these epic creatures. You know, that just wanders around like a boss creature. And it was one of those worgens on Sepulchre. Like, this thing just walked up and killed me. Uh, I remember that guy. Son of a Rugal. Is that what it was? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Son of a Rugal. Yeah. That, that fucker. Yeah, that dude's a douche. But anyway, so yeah, December 7th, I'll be, uh, I'll be making new characters and playing. So are you excited to get back into WoW? So excited. You know who's not excited? No. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> How come she doesn't like WoW? Oh, she loves WoW. She loves, she loves the seasonal stuff. So yeah. she'll probably play for a bit during the seasonal stuff, and then uh, right after Valentine's Day, she'll probably quit. Man, I'm secretly a hoarder. I always have, like, a vault full or the, in the bank. I have stuff filled with all the seasonal stuff, like snowballs and fireworks and stuff like that. Nothing better than throwing a snowball at someone in July. <laughs> like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> That's did they awesome. reverse that stuff for uh, uh, Down Under for Australia? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably it, not. Probably not, right? Probably not, no. Those Australian fuckers always have snowballs in the off years. Off months, I should say. Yeah, they're throwing snowballs in December. They think they're so clever. <laughs> Bring it. We can load up. <laughs> hey, I, I tend to be a hoarder like that, though, in games. Yeah. Like, I, I just recently with... Uh, what am I playing right now? I was playing something with... Uh, Borderlands? Adventure games. Yeah, Borderlands. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And uh, I... Um, I hoard, like, rocket launchers and things like that and uh, rocket ammo. Because you always think you're going to need them later? I don't know what my... Doom taught me to do that, you know? Like, save the big ammo for the big boss at the end, you know? Definitely. And it's bad. Like, I love Gavin because he just... Pick up a rocket launcher, empty that thing out, and throw it down. Like, in Borderlands, there didn't used to be a bank when the game first came out. Uh, so you had to really, like, manage what you were carrying. Mm-hmm. But then with the Mad Moxie uh, DLC, that's when they added the bank, the ability to save more stuff. And that really... uh Appeals to the game ha- hoarders. Do you have to have Mad Moxie now to have the bank? Uh, so if you still played the retail game, I assume so because it? it would be unpatched if you just had the retail game. Yeah. Have you uh, had a chance to try that uh, on live micro console? I have not had a chance to try it. I'm sorry. It's pretty cool. Uh, the reason I ask is Borderlands is one of the games you can play on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a little ninety nine dollar unit. That's like I don't know what the, a little bit bigger than an iPhone. Yeah, it's a little tiny. Bit. You can stream uh, games over the internet on it. It's like the size of an Apple TV. It basically has a network port in, an HDMI port out, and then a controller that comes yeah. with it that connects to it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I wish that it was wireless. Like, it's, it's got that wired connection. Yeah. I wish it had a, a wireless internet connection. Well, well, I read an article about it that said that while you're using this thing, it, it sucks down 1.8 gigs a, an hour. Wow. So that's what it takes to stream games to you live. So, like, basically this thing, you play it, but really you're playing on a dedicated computer somewhere else? I guess, yeah. It just, like, streams the data to you? It's streaming you the audio and video and then back up streaming your controls right. up to it. It's, it's amazing crazy. how fast it is, too. Like, Gus showed, showed me by getting Arkham Asylum, and it was, like, it was almost instant. It was about as fast as, like, watching a Netflix movie on Zoom. Yeah, you hit, like, buy, and it's like, please wait, and then you're playing the game. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. You wait hmm. for just a couple seconds. Which, which is really, really cool. I, I, I hope that 
I hope I mean, I don't know. I was always kind of indifferent about the service when it was an application on the computer, but this seems like this is really cool. You know, it uses it uses, you know, a lot of bandwidth, but it uses very little power, which is a used to be kind of a big deal for us. It seems to me that this is a very short-sighted business model though because it's based on the fact that right now we have unlimited bandwidth mm. and that's quickly going away because I mean, we see, we've seen Netflix streaming has that too where I, I'm going to pull another number out of my ass here, but we read that like 20%. Yeah, I think it was 20%. Of the traffic in the U.S. now is Netflix streaming. I, I did. I read in that pe- too. During peak hour, during primetime hours. Yeah. yeah. But that'll be a thing where it's like, well, you guys are streaming. You know, Netflix is building their business on the backbone of other companies, which guess what? Most of them happen to be media companies. You know, they're going to they're gonna clamp down on that. You know, yeah, but come on. I mean, this again, they we're going back to like a net neutrality argument. Netflix is paying for their access to that service. They're not just getting free bandwidth. They're paying for their bandwidth to send that data to people. People are paying for their bandwidth to receive that data. No, I agree. Well, I don't understand why this is a problem. Both parties are already paying for the transaction. I mean, why should they have to pay more or get prioritized traffic? Well, you understand, though, too, that the telecommunications industry, they're based on a dirty secret, which is that they don't expect everyone to be using the service. Right. Right. You know, like the telephone, there's not enough circuits for everybody. Right. If everyone picked up their phone, not everyone would get dial tone. Right. Exactly. And so the models are built on that. And then suddenly when you have something that can just sit there and constantly use the bandwidth, mm-hmm. then you have a problem. Right. So, I mean, it might be, not be an issue of just like them being greedy, even though they will be. Yeah. But it could be an issue really of just, you know, bandwidth. Of it could, there's not a big enough pipe to service all well, this. Well, they should raise the price on it and then do infrastructure upgrades. But I'll tell you that, what. That's the way it works. <laughs> Netflix introduced that no disc, just streaming option. Almost everyone I know is moving to that. I, saw, I signed up for it the second I read it. Yeah, I'm going to keep a couple of discs. I, I think I have three discs right I, now. I'll probably go down to one. Uh, you should have asked me because I would have kept a couple of discs because there's things you just can't get streaming that occasionally I want to watch. Here's why I don't think we need it. We have two, three discs out right now. Can you tell me where those discs are or when the last time you saw them? They're in the studio in one of the pieces of furniture we haven't moved back into the house. It's been – and have you missed those discs in the last month? I was thinking about would, watching Jeeves and Wooster season two actually the other night. Oh, yeah? Not, <laughs> not thinking badly enough to actually go find the discs. No, no, no. It's, it's a are whole sure walk the, out Are there. you sure that the discs didn't get stolen when your house got broken into? Oh, no. They were are your Netflix discs you gone? You know, I hope, I hope not. If they were left anywhere near the computer. No, they're fine. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Maybe the after the thieves watch the discs, they'll return them for you. That right. would be the polite thing to do. <laughs> I think Jason put it best once when he said that he, for the amount of time he had it out, he estimates that he paid about $55 to make people think that he was going to watch Hotel Rwanda. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he had it like nine months. It sat with him. And yeah. I, have, I have some like that. I'll, I have to, every now and then, I have to just get my discs and like bite the bullet and just return them. And then be like, I need to get better yeah. on my queue and I have to manage it. And then I'll, I'll be good for a month and then I'll forget. And like two or three months will go by and then like I'll be good for a month. It is a kind of the true test of what you're actually Right. We're actually going to watch because you'll get all these things. You just have so many like good intentions yeah, to see, like but you end up watching like animated the real Ghostbusters. A couple months ago, I got you know the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I was like, oh, I really want to rewatch this. I remember really liking it, and I think I had that movie for three months. And finally, I was like, I'm not going to watch this, and I had to return it. It's too bad. Who, it's a good movie. You know who's in that no, for like a split yeah, second? It. Bud Court from Harold and Maude. Is he really? He's like, has like a tiny little appearance in that movie. There you go. I did not know that. I don't, I don't even know if he has a line. He just like walks in and like hands somebody something. He plays the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Feel free to send your Bud Court sightings to Griffin at com. <laughs> so the new Netflix plan, they they're they're pricing it like the Hulu Plus, right? It's seven ninety nine a month. Seven ninety nine, yeah. Interesting. Well, yep. Netflix, I just read somewhere the Netflix CEO sees Hulu as uh, their biggest competitor. Uh, I totally believe that. Sure. Yeah. Well, they have they have stuff that's recent. Yeah, I Hulu mean, has better quality stuff. Hulu Plus has better quality stuff. I feel like. 
we were doing preparation for the Drunk Tank Awards, so we want to make sure that we're up on all the recent media. So I asked uh, Jeff and Gus to watch an episode of Modern Family on Hulu. And that would take, to get on Netflix, that would take six months for that episode to end up there. And it's on Hulu the next day. I actually watched it on Zune, but yeah. Oh, you watched it on Zune? So you streamed it on Zune? I bought it, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. You bought the episode. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I watched it on Hulu+. Plus. I'll tell you what, man. You know what's really falling off for me is Blu-ray. And that's why these discs are going back is I really like Netflix that I can get Blu-ray discs. But now I get the Blu-ray discs. It seems way more inconvenient to watch a Blu-ray than ever before because I have one Blu-ray player in my house. Mm. And I have something that can stream Netflix pretty much in every room and in my pocket and in my laptop bag. Yep. You know, and it's just yeah. I had I had to break down and buy that second Blu-ray player because I was having the same problem. It's like I don't always want to watch a Blu-ray in my living room. Right. But the nice thing is that they're really cheap now. I mean, you can get Blu-ray players for a hundred bucks now. They fall into that point. Yeah, and I think I saw there's some going to be some Black Friday sales where you can get them for like fifty bucks. I'm. I think our family is going to manage to uh, ride out the blue wave storm until they're obsolete and have never purchased or watched one. You never really. Yeah, I just don't see the need for it. There's still some stuff though. I mean, I think Blu-ray still looks better, but it only matters on stuff like Avatar. I think. Yeah, we went like at home. We mostly just watch dumb comedies. Like yeah. that's pretty much all we watch. Like I don't need to see Grown Ups on Blu-ray. No, yeah. you don't need. Have to you see guys watched Grown Ups? Oh, it's terrible. God, I watched Grown Ups. That was fucking awful. It was terrible. Yeah. What's up, Jack? Absolutely Grab terrible. a microphone. I heard a I statistic. Go oh, that uh, Jack called Griffin out. And stay out. Oh, so so Jack, Jack's not joining us. Hey, Jack. What's up, guys? So what happened? Hey. You pulled Griffin out. Why? She needs Sorry. To... Millie needed some attention. Oh, uh, Millie's off for school, so she's here with us today. And yeah. Jack, you were watching her? Take yes, it. yes. I was keeping on her. She was watching Land Before Time. She watched the, the first 10 minutes twice. She really? does, she yeah. does that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool because when Millie, when Millie comes here, like uh, sometimes when Gr J uh, Jeff and Griffin have to be on camera or something together, it's like she goes in and sits with Jack. So Jack kind of like hangs out with her as her buddy. He only charges $8 an hour, too. That's yeah. good. Jack is always looking for another girl to be just friends with. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jack. All right, it's nice talking to you guys. <laughs> oh, man. That makes you feel any better. Griffin got it for about 45 minutes. Oh, really? At the beginning of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, man, Griffin, Griffin got fucking roasted, man. <laughs> really? She was fucking put to the fire. Hey, look, she got number one on Reddit. There's, you know, you got to take the sweet with the sour. You know That's what right. I mean? She got fucking patilloed, man. She was <laughs> yelled at and railroaded. Oh, is this the bad seat now? <laughs> So what are you up to? What have you been, what have you been working on lately? Uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood like crazy. Jeff and I have been pounding away on that. Making so. Achievement Hunter videos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a map for it. We're trying to finish off the map today and uh, prep some stuff for Friday. Great, 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 great game. Yes, I yes. can't say it enough. It's, I, don't know, I don't know if it's Game of the Year, but it's definitely up there. Like, okay, so we were, Jeff and I were talking Game of the Year stuff. Would this uh, – the fact that Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is running the Assassin's Creed 2 engine – Almost like it's pretty much identical to Assassin's Creed 2 as far as the design of the game um, okay. and the textures and stuff. Does that detract from Game of the Year status for you? No, 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 absolutely no. not. It's a game into itself, yeah, yeah. Okay, like I'm trying to think. There's other sequels that are like, I mean, like, like Halo 3 ODST. That's Halo 3. It's like a, it's like a variant of Halo 3 yeah. essentially, yeah. but it was still its own game. Left 4 Dead. Well, Left 4 Dead 2 was pretty different from Left 4 Dead 1, yeah, so yeah. never forget that. Uh, but there's some people who would argue that that it was you know essentially the same game. Uh, just a different scenario. But we said this all the time back in in the Dead Rising days when we were we were like looking. There was no Dead Rising two announced, and we knew that it'd be three or four years off. And we were like, just give us use the same engine, <laughs> use everything identically. Just give us a new story, and we'd be happy to pay sixty dollars for it. The engine is good enough. The gameplay is good enough. The game looks good enough. Yeah, we don't need anything differently. We just want a new story to play. Just yeah, give the, us a new story to that play. That being said, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is beautiful. Yeah, it's it a is. really beautiful game. I don't think I've heard anyone say anything negative about that game yet. 
Yeah, yeah it's everyone, true. Everyone who's playing it seems to really like it. They've added, you know, I didn't play two, so a lot of the stuff may have been present too. I've it's, only played one. It's on that on live if you want to try it out. That's cool. Maybe I will. They um, they've added such a level of depth to the gameplay where there's like there's management and there's like the having your own assassins and managing that whole thing and the property stuff and it's really cool. It's the best example of there's developers looking at a game that they made that did well and saying, "What did we do good? What did we not do good? Let's improve upon that." And they did exactly that. For Those this developers game. need to learn better grammar. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all like developers, all developers, 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 developers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Even like the side questing, which I haven't gotten into yet, but it, I'm just, it's there waiting for me. You Give know? it up for me. That stuff is great. <laughs> I didn't say God. sit down. <gasps> <gasps> I can't believe you guys still remember that. That's going to be Man. 10 years old We now? still find it funny after all these years. I think it's older than 10 years. Yes! It might be. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're imitating Steve Bomber for those of you who were born after 1998. <laughs> Steve, Bob, Steve Bomber, who's the CEO he's, of he's now the CEO. Yep. He's of Microsoft, and it was always like number two to Bill Gates, was is a very excitable gentleman. Um, he's one big happy pit stay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> very, very sweaty man. He looks like Kevin from The Office, if you're not familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, the, uh, but, and he's a he's a notoriously like a just like a like a cutthroat businessman you know he's kind of like the joel silver of the uh of the software world ouch and uh wait i mean what you say i mean bomber you always hear the stories about him like fuck this didn't he like yeah didn't he at a company meeting he saw somebody with an iphone he like brought took, it up on stage and stepped on it yeah <laughs> took it away from him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i personally dude i love that kind of stuff yeah i love businessmen like that no he's, he's like fucking gotta support his company fuck yeah you do absolutely i totally agree with that yeah i love the dude who's like you're fine get out you know <laughs> use an iphone but uh, he had a thing where he was at a company conference and the video got out and he's just running around cheerleading, Screaming I guess. Screaming for developers. Yeah. It's awesome. And it's they, really awesome. And the remix came out. <laughs> that was like Drunk Gamer days because we had a bunch of Drunk Gamer stuff. Steve Bomber is probably personally responsible for the entire like viral video matchup <laughs> movement now because he made that little speech at the Microsoft company event. It was awesome. I don't know who, who knows what that event was, but we know there were developers there. Absolutely there were. And, you know, hell, I'd, I'd love to have a boss who cheerleaded me that much. So, uh, Jack, you just went to the U.K. for some reason. What was that? Yes, I was actually in the U.K. Uh, visiting Criterion Games, the guys who do uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. They also did Burnout Paradise. Or Burnout, uh, what, yeah, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, they did. And, um, yeah, I was also, out there for two nights. Also every other Burnout game. Uh, yeah, most, not all of them, but most of them. They also make awesome laser discs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was out there checking out uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and uh, talking to developers and stuff like that. Developers, developers, developers. And um, give it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it was the first time I'd ever been to Europe, and that that place is uh, now. Listen, you're uh, gonna uh, get fucking hate mail because yeah, you just dude. called the UK Europe. It's not. Oh, is it not? So it's a, it's, a, it's another continent it, that I know about. Guess what? It is. Yeah, but they, <laughs> they, they, they don't. Act like it's not. All right. I heard you ate a lot of great British food while you were there. Uh, yeah. So uh, so EA planned out our meals. The first night we got there, I okay again. I'd never been to the UK before. Never been to London, anything like that. And we were in Guildford, which is about forty five minutes south of London. And um, the first the the developers took us out to eat, oh, and uh, of course they took us to a very traditional, uh, you know. England place, TGI Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, we were just talking about them. Yeah? Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, yeah, we had a nice meal at TGI Fridays. I had myself a, uh, a staple in the, uh, the beer drinking industry out there, uh, Corona. It was delicious. <laughs> and then... Uh, what, did and you, what did you eat at TGI Fridays? I, I think I had a steak, actually. Oh, so. I, was hope, I was really hoping to say Way to stick it to Criteria. <laughs> yeah. 
And then, uh, and then the the next night we. Uh, Why would it be called TGI Fridays? It doesn't seem like that would translate to the UK culture. Would it, it be like thank the Queen? It's Friday or <laughs> God save the Friday or something. But, uh, <laughs> But then the next day we uh, we were there playing the game. We were pretty much just like you know sat in front of like machines and just played all day. And they're like, "All right, dinner's here," and it was Domino's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Although that night though, a few of us uh, who were there, some of the the PR or some of the uh, the writers and stuff, we actually went out to a pub. Like uh, it was called King's Head Pub, right next to a castle, which was kind of cool. And that was like a legit European or UK place, I guess. They're kind of famous. They had an actual King's Head there. Had <laughs> they? Then they went to a Scottish restaurant, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they had, they had McDonald's, they had a Subway, they had a KFC, a Taco Bell, like you just like right in the middle of town. You know like, what? Man. They probably blame you for that. I probably. Mean, they're probably not real happy about that either. That's no. our that's our culture spreading across the world. Nice. McDonald's and Subway. Like yeah, a fucking virus. They don't they, they they love that shit over there though. Like do you remember when we went to Amsterdam with Gavin? Like the first thing he he wanted to do when we got there was to go to McDonald's. It's true, he did. Really? Yeah. We, like, we hit the Netherlands, and Kevin's like, I'm starving. Let's go to McDonald's. And I was like, what? And he's like, McDonald's is great. Everybody eats at McDonald's. And he, like, that shit is cool over there to them for well, some reason. When we went to Australia, I wanted to eat meat pies, and they thought that was ridiculously stupid because apparently there's like, some trash food that they eat there. But they have these meat pie stands. They're awesome. Yeah. They're so, so good. good. Yeah, they are. So good. Yeah, apparently kebabs are big right now. In there's the a place off by the campus called Boomerangs that sells meat pies. Yeah? Yeah. Well, like in the UK and in Europe. Uh, the, like the late night kind of like you've been out all night, you know, drinking or whatever you go out and eat here. That's Chinese food there. It's Indian food. Like oh, yeah. other places, they have a lot of Indian places that are open to like two in the morning. God damn. The Indian food over in England is so fucking good too. Speaking of fucking good food, did we talk about crisis yet? Oh, no, we did talk about cows though. And we missed our segue oh, to talk man. about crisis. Well, let me ask you a quick trivia question. Okay. In Australia, they have Burger King, but it's now called Burger King. Do you know what it's called? I have no idea. Gus, do you know what Burger King is called? Hungry, oh, yeah, Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Hey, really? Yeah. Yep. Oh, nice. Do you know in Kuwait? I want a shirt that says that. <laughs> in Kuwait, they have Burger Queen. Really? Why? Really? I don't know. But that's what the, they have. I don't know if it's associated with Burger King or if it's like a knockoff, but they were all over Kuwait City when I was there. Burger McDowell's. You, you know, I just read an article on Slashdot yesterday that said that the country of Kuwait has banned SLR, DSLR cameras unless you're a journalist. Yeah. Only yeah, journalists crazy. are allowed to take photos with DSLR cameras in uh, the country of Kuwait now. In public. In public. Hmm. That's weird. That is interesting. Did they say why they did that, Gus? No. I think it was uh, – I have no idea. No, I... All right. So crisis. <laughs> was awesome. So Waypoint, Halo Waypoint came in town to visit with us yesterday, and we took them out to Kreitz's, which is Jack. Why don't you explain what this is? Kreitz's is one of the one of, if not the best barbecue place on planet Earth. It's uh, the brisket there is. It, if there was a bone for it to fall off of, it would fall off the bone. <laughs> it's it's the kind of stuff like the the place is. It's so good they don't have sauces there. Right. You, you can't ask for a barbecue sauce. They don't have ketchup. I don't even. I don't think they have ketchup there. I have a. I have a small aside in that. The first time Gus and I ever went there, I think we went with you, Bernie, and uh, we were sitting kind of by the counter. And this lady walked over to the counter where you can buy like your sides, like pickles and jalapenos and stuff. And she asked the lady. She goes, "Yeah, there's no sauce on my. There's no sauce on my table. Uh, no barbecue sauce." And the lady goes, "Did you need barbecue sauce?" And the lady goes, well, yeah, that's why I'm looking for it. And she goes, the employee goes, maybe you shouldn't eat here then. And the lady goes, excuse me? And she goes, if you think you need barbecue sauce, this is not the place for you. Maybe you just shouldn't eat here. And then, and then the employee turned around and walked away and from walked the away from <laughs> who was still standing there dumbfounded at the counter. That's it awesome. It was fucking awesome. You're talking about bosses that yell at people? I love that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just like, sorry if you have problems with it. 
But anyway, Christ's uh, this the food there is insane. Bernie took a photo of it. And what, was, what was the response on Twitter? Uh, it was a mix of that looks incredible, or people who have actually been to Christ's before were like, "Oh man, I want to show was there right now." And then some people like, "What is that that you're eating? That looks horrible." <laughs> yeah. so this pile it's of a- meat and sausage and ribs. But we, yeah, you can only go there about twice a year. You, yeah. Yeah. Your body can only yeah. handle it. I felt it last year. night. I, I did was, too, man. It was rough. You, know, I, you feel like an anchor. And also, it, it also ruins other barbecue because it's it so good. I was going to say, though, you know that they opened a Cooper's in New Braunfels, and I went to that Cooper's in New Braunfels. No shit. How is it? Fucking awesome. Yeah? Fucking awesome. This is, Cooper's like a legendary place we've always heard about it out in Lano, Texas, but we've never made the trip out to Lano. In Lano, I mean, who, I, mean like, I, was, I was driving back from San Antonio, and I saw a billboard, and it was like, there's a Cooper's in New Braunfels. So I pulled over and ate there. I think the brisket is a little better at Kreitz's, but I think everything else is better at Cooper's. Supposedly they have a pork chop there that's supposed to be the most amazing thing you'll ever eat in your entire life. What do you I guys? Did, I did not order that, but I got to try that. <laughs> what do you guys do for lunch? How do, we do this? How do we do this? You know, if we want to go eat a good pork chop, we should go back to that restaurant where we ate uh, for that. Oh uh, fuck, Perry's. Yeah, Perry's. Man, that yeah, that was that was good. a serious pork chop. You got like a three pound pork chop. It was good. That sounds awesome. It was like the size of my kid. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. But this place that we go to eat at Kreitz's, and Kreitz's is spelled K-R-E-U-Z apostrophe S. Yes. It looks like Cruz's, but it's pronounced Kreitz's. It's down in Lockhart, Texas. And Lockhart, Texas apparently is their entire economy is, is based on smoked meats is what it's pretty, like. pretty much, yeah. And they, they kind of fancy themselves to be the barbecue, barbecue capital of the world, at least Texas barbecue, which is mostly beef barbecue. Some of you fucking heathens who live in the southeast part of the United States will think it should be pork barbecue. Yeah, that's retarded. Yeah, we hope you get well soon. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but these, if you talk to somebody in Austin about going down to Lockhart, everyone has a specific place they go. And to us, it's like, why'd you, why would you not go to Kreitz's? Yeah. And other people are like, absolutely not. I'm yeah, like, near that place. There's like a triangle of barbecue. It's, yeah, it's Kreitz's, Smitty's, and Black's. Uh, Black's. I have been to Black's on recommendation, and it's not as I, I've nearly been, I've good. only been to Kreitz's. And I don't regret that well, at all. Well, it's a fucking 30-minute drive. You don't want to drive 30 minutes and get the wrong barbecue. Well, you yeah, don't want to you know? get the wrong barbecue and be like, I should have gone to the other place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I already drove 30 minutes down here. <sighs> or you can pull a George Foreman and just go to all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can end up going to the other places because they also keep strange like family business hours where yeah. we're not open on Tuesday or we're not open on Sunday. So you go all the way down and you're like, I made you call when we were in the yeah. truck going down to make sure they were open. Or like, yeah, we close at four on Wednesdays. Yeah. What? But I got to say, there's nothing better than when you take someone there from – who's from out of Texas, especially like Seattle or Los Angeles or you know, some highfalutin place, and you take them down there to the <laughs> middle of nowhere, Texas, and they have the best barbecue of their life. Yeah, especially yeah. because when Waypoint was down here, Seattle was covered in snow when everyone was <laughs> fucking holed up in their homes trying to survive, and you know they're down here fucking yes, eating, it, eat, living life, it's eating just, barbecue. It's the simplest thing ever. It's, it's two slices of bread with brisket and like chunks of cheddar cheese on there. And onions and jalapeno. And then oh when you're all done, you've got to top it off with one of those bluebell ice cream sandwiches. Uh, yes. We got, I made we everybody got, eat the ice cream <laughs> sandwiches. That's the grease, man. You've got to fucking top that off. It like, it like seals the flavor in. You get a Mexican Coke. And they, they had, uh, they had the, the cane sugar big reds, too. Oh, you know, I mean, what the hell? Why don't we give a, a shout out here too? Because if people are really actually interested in this, interested in this, because we talk about a lot of local places to eat, you can actually eat Kreitz's if you want to, because they will ship anywhere in the world. Yeah, that's now, true. You'll have to heat it up yourself, and I've never tried it, uh, but I did send Matt when he was living in Los Angeles. I sent him for his birthday. I sent him a full Kreitz's dinner. It was like I sent like five pounds of beef nice. and a bunch of sausage and all that stuff, and nice. uh, and Anna. Anna's one of, Matt's wife is one of the few people in the world probably capable of like heating it back up to where it'll taste just like it did at Kreitz's. Yeah, yeah. So she did that and he came home and he had Kreitz's on his table when he came home and he was like, what the awesome. hell? 
This place is awesome, though. You go and you literally just order. It's like they don't even call it a restaurant. It's called a meat market. Mm-hmm. And you go and you order the meat, and you order by the pound mm-hmm. or by the sausage or whatever. The link or whatever. Yeah. And then you – that's it. Then you do that at that counter. And the other counter is where you order your sides. Your sides are essentially a block of cheese, an onion, an avocado, and a tomato. You also like, get pickles. You can, and you get pickles, sliced yeah. pickles. And jalapenos. But, but there's no, like, prepared anything, you know? No, no, no. no. I guess they have, like, some kind of beans there, too, but nobody ever gets those. Yeah, they have, like, a they, they have, German they, potato salad. It's in a crock pot. Like, it's not even, like, <laughs> in a big serving tray or, like – they, they have a little crock pot. Like, you buy at Walmart for, like, 20 bucks or something. Yeah, the place is awesome. Yeah. Is everything okay? I mean, Griffin's been gone a long time. I don't know. Millie had to use the little girl's room. Oh, so oh, I'm sure Griffin just figured you she, you guys were tagging out. I mean, yeah, oh, for the duration. She's like, oh, no. Fuck this! I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, after after the drug abuse, she's probably like in the studio riding around on a uh, hipster bicycle, like one of those like, <laughs> huge front wheel with a small back wheel or something like that. That was awesome. You I guys figured <laughs> how a girl can grow a handlebar mustache. Here we get. You guys were calling Griffin a hipster. I was saying that Jeff, Jeff and Griffin might not realize it, but I think they're hipsters. And then Griffin came out of the hipster closet. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We went to, we went to a, a coffee house that I had to park eight blocks away from because it was too crowded. And everyone was there, like, you know, chatting about snapping their fingers Trek. and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> snapping their fingers. And we saw an amateur <laughs> fire dancing show. And that's what was going on while we were sitting there in, in a, in a hollowed-out fuel sludge of an airplane. Yeah, 99 you mean you saw a break video? <laughs> 99 out of 100 people would go, fire dancing, that's cool. Bernie no. is that one person no. who goes, I want my donuts. <laughs> no. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. It's too much. It, amateur fire dancing am, show? Amateur fire dancing, I agree with. That's a little bit like, mm, I don't know about that. These are like dudes who look like they just rolled out of a tent and like got up and they're doing their fire dancing show. I mean, these I, are not, they like, look like fire dancers. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand the problem here. That doesn't sound bad at all. <laughs> Maybe if you're you're eighty, you know, I understand that they wouldn't do this in uh, in fucking like mini Republican land where you Motherfucker, live. But you didn't go. You went home. <laughs> <laughs> I was out. I was there. You and Gus were in the safety of your house going. Sounds okay to me. It's like, you're like come out, motherfuckers. Have a great time. Bernie just turned into Mark Wahlberg all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> what happened there? You didn't uh, go. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy I'm finally getting my voice back. I spent a week like having no voice at all. It's true. Yeah, that's a new thing since we started doing Red versus Blue. Occasionally, I just yell my voice out. Mm-hmm. Hey, should we uh, should we talk about immersion launching today? We should probably talk about immersion launching today. So immersion is launching today, and it's immersion it's, launches today. Hey, <laughs> it's 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 the pilot, right? We're launching that today. Yeah, I want to be clear. We actually kind of got. I didn't know that the door, which we kind of put out as a promotion for immersion starting, I didn't know that was going to like race up Reddit as quickly as it did, and it was going to get linked on Kotaku and all that stuff as well, because um, we hadn't even posted it on our site yet. Um, but we're it's kind of like a, I don't want to call it a soft launch or anything like that, but uh, I'm being very careful is that immersion starts today, but it starts with the pilot that everyone probably saw that we showed at PAX already, which was the video game car. Slightly recut, though. So it'll be slightly recut on our site, and then for the YouTube version, we're not going to change. Yeah. Because we want to, you know, preserve the date that it came out and everything else, and all right. the original comments and all that. So, um, so yeah, it'll come out today, but this is – we were going to use the, the, the recut version of the pilot – we were going to use that as the announcement on our site, but man, things just kind of got away from us. That Reddit thing was crazy. We'll get good at promotions one of these days. We'll be able to, we'll <laughs> yeah. be able to figure out how all this stuff works, and we'll be able to coordinate it a little better. Yeah, we're pretty awful at that stuff. But later at the premiere party, we're going to have fire dancing and <laughs> cool. I look for, I look knife to that. juggling. <laughs> That's going to be wonderful. You have a mustache trimmer there. So, so this week this will be we will be the car one, and then next week we have a very I think a very fun one. Yeah. Uh, 
Which plays into the the week of special videos we have next week. It is. It yeah. is. And oh, I, you, guys have, you guys have already talked about that. I mean, I've just said special videos. We haven't week. said who they're with okay. or anything like but that. Yeah, we are, or if they're with anybody. It's, we did say that. God, we have a video that we wrote and we shot and edited, and it's such a timely video, and we're just sitting on it, waiting for this week of videos yeah, to come up. I know. And it's just like I want to put it out today. I know. I want to put it out today too. You know what I mean? You just hope everything stays the way it is for the next week in the yeah. world. I'm sure it will. Yeah. I'm only saying that so we can come back later and say, see, when other people put up the video, <laughs> we were being derivative. You fucking put your placeholder. Yeah, exactly. You put, put your fucking flag in the sand. That's what I was talking about. So, so did you see that? Uh, so please, please watch Immersion. We're very excited about it. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We, yes. so we had a lot of fun making it. The best uh, part of that show was doing the stuff that's in the episodes. It was essentially just a uh, an elaborate way for us to be able to do fun stuff and pay for it so is it going to be a regular thing like every wednesday now it'll be every wednesday and it runs for eight episodes and then we'll see after that uh we might do a second season but we're not really even calling it a season or anything like that just a run it's just fun stuff that we wanted to do nice and we wrapped it in show so we had an excuse to do it yeah and we've uh we've filmed six of them now i think yeah we have six done six done six are completely done that's awesome and we have half of the final two done it's 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 fun to uh some of the stuff we did is was so much fun and so cool that it's really hard to sit on it, you know? Like, some of that stuff we did, like, back in May. We've been filming it steadily, so, like, May and June and July. Yep. I'm so excited that people can finally see it. Because uh, some of that stuff's just an absolute blast. Man, I rewatched the uh, the truck episode, the, the video game truck episode. That was so much fun that day. I got so sunburned, but still, it was so much fun and so surreal. And trying to trying to describe to anyone what it felt like to drive that truck. Because we all, we all took turns after we were done shooting to drive it. It's it's the weirdest feeling for, in the world for, ever. For some reason, I was super exhausted after that day of shooting. I think I went home and I fell asleep like at 9 p.m. that night. <laughs> Not the long out. day of shooting. Yeah. It was the weirdest feeling in the world until that got replaced by another episode of Immersion. Okay. For me. Yeah. I, mean, well, yes. I think I know what you're talking about. We, we did something similar to the car thing. It's kind of a, you know, kind of a similar gag but entirely different. And that one is actually – you, you talk about, like, we drove the car and we like to explain to people what it was like. This other one that we did, we keep going back to the editing because we're trying to, like, get it across of, like, this is what you're seeing. You know, you're just used to seeing it filmed, but it's like I, we don't know if we're capturing the experience of what it was like to be in this rig that we yeah, built. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Fucking crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it's so, crazy. So, we, uh, so we're working on that one. I think that's, like, the fourth episode, I think. I'll look, at, I'll look at them now and, and see which one it is. Cool. But this will be airing every single week, uh, so it'll nice. be going. Immersion will be running from now until almost January, middle of January, probably. Yeah, Middle-ish, middle-ish you know, beginning of January. Oh, yeah, I guess and so. then who knows? That's right. We're almost, God, we're almost done with November. Yes. Yeah. Jesus, man, this year's gone by so fast. Yeah. Thanksgiving's this week. Jeff asked me to work on Thanksgiving tomorrow. tomorrow. That's pretty awesome. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. <laughs> I did. Hopefully later today I will be making my jalapeno turkey for the office. Looking Ooh. forward to it. Looking definitely looking forward to that. I brought all my gear in. I was going to make it yesterday, but Kreitz has derailed it. Oh, God. As much man. as I like that jalapeno turkey, I mean, when you have a chance to go to Kreitz's, you do you, not. You, take you don't it. fuck around. You don't <laughs> fuck around. <laughs> Kreitz's is not a joke. Man. And next Wednesday is December. I only know that because next Wednesday, Wednesday is my one-year anniversary at Rooster Teeth Productions. Yay me. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> started on Thanksgiving last year? No, I started December 1st last year. So next week, okay, next week is your first. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still stuck on tomorrow, sorry. So I'm trying to find my immersion notes here. To see oh, hey, while you're is. while you're looking up immersion, I have uh, something I would like to pimp. I am putting two new items in the store today that I'm very excited about. We have made a uh, ask me about my zombie plan hoodie. You about, you're about to fall asleep. No, you're right. Ask me about my like you, you missed to, the podcast intro song. Due to popular demand, we've created a ask me about my zombie plan hoodie. 
most popular shirt of all time on our site. And it's a pullover hoodie, too, It's right? a pullover hoodie, yeah. Because the graphic wouldn't work on it. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't split it up. And then a Griffball Athletic Department hoodie as well. Oh, really? So if you guys want to buy those, they're uh, they're up in the store. What color is the, the Griffball hoodie? It's black with orange lettering. That's cool. It's really nice. nice. Yeah, Sounds it looks, awesome. It looks really sweet. It's got like white outlines, so the orange kind of pops. And we mentioned we're, we're having an Achievement Hunter shirt pretty soon. It's yeah, yet, there'll be, a, there'll be an Achievement Hunter shirt in the next two or three weeks, too. Sweet. But a lot, all, this is the time when we start to roll out all of our holiday merchandise. Yeah. This isn't even... Like the the... These two hoodies are like the opening salvo. There'll be a ton of stuff coming. Okay. Out. <laughs> I should point out the Griffball Leagues too have just started uh, playing their games, their custom games in Reach now. So they're doing the Griffball variants in Reach as well. So if you're interested in playing Griffball, you should check out Griffball.com. Yeah, was I, I was actually or, reading. Or uh, Hub. I was actually reading on HBO yesterday that the uh, European League signups are going on right now. Is there a amateur league in Griffball? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think the last time I played Griffball was probably eight months ago. You want to get a team going, me and you? Yeah, sure. I'll play. I'll play in an amateur. I'll play. Team. I'll play a Griffball game. Yeah, you were commissioner, Jack, for our Griffball leagues. I was the first two seasons. I was commissioner. Now we can't even play. No, no. The game has changed so much. I mean, even like probably six months after I stopped being commissioner, the game had already changed so much that it was like, I I can't do this this is i mean the game was played in the air like these guys do these like hammer jumps and stuff that i don't even know if you can pull that off and reach but it, it was ridiculous I'm, I'm sitting there just yeah i've i have no i have no I, I shouldn't be on this court they've got a ton of new game types too that are yeah. pretty cool supposedly like there's 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 jetpacks see i, I and, don't know if uh, I, I don't know if i'm as cool with that because i once you start adding more and more stuff to something it kind of loses its initial, well luckily you know, for the purists out there like jack they, they still have the original no okay. Griffball game type, they call it vanilla Griffball. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla. That's like when like, when people ask what my favorite first person shooter was, I say Doom, Doom Two. Like, you know, no no looking up, no looking down, no jumping. It's just straight up, you fire a gun at enemies and that's it. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Fair you enough. Go. Why Doom Two? You need that double it, barrel. Is it the double barrel, man. Is it the, the, it like the can I ask you a question? Better. Is it the first FPS you played? Uh no. Wolfenstein would have been the first. Hmm. Castle Wolfenstein. The original. It's the first one. Wolfenstein's yeah, first that one game I played gave me fucking headaches. Yeah. I couldn't play that game for more than like 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I was going to throw up. Then, uh... What do you think is the game you've... Uh, yours is easy, guys, because you played WoW. What is the game, Jeff, that you think you've played more than any other game? In my life? Just in time played. Uh, can I pick a franchise? Sure. I, I would say Halo, probably. Um... I mean, certainly if you count in all the Reverse of Blue production time, but if you don't, I, I really don't know. I played the shit out of Burnout 2. For like a year that was a good straight. Game. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, man. I played that like, every, like constantly, hours and hours a day. You haven't played Hot Pursuit yet, have you? No. You, you should you should pick it up. I will. It's a lot of fun. I don't know. What about you, Bernie? Um, if I had to pick a single game that I've played more than any other game, I would probably say Ultima 4. Even though I was younger, so I feel like maybe I played that game more than I did, but I think I played that game for about every day for about seven months. Yeah. I wow. feel like that. I think that, but it might have been, it might have been yeah. two, and I'm just misremembering it. I know the game that I have, like games that keep track of your of your online pl- of your play. Uh, I played GoldenEye for a for a full day and a half of recorded game time play, which seems like a lot to me. Yeah, and I played Tactics Ogre for actually a day and a half is not much. It was it was like a week. I played this this game on the D on the Game Boy Advance. Was a, yeah, GBA. This game called Tactics Ogre. One time I looked down at my save file and I had 120 hours. Wow. In it. That was so, a great really? game. But, I mean, yeah. thinking back now, I mean, I probably played Super Mario Brothers uh, God knows how many hours. I mean, like when that when I was a kid, that was the only game we really had. So it was me and my buddy. I mean, we got to the point where we would beat the game because like it, it wouldn't let the, the second one wouldn't let Luigi play until Mario died and we would go through and beat the game without dying and then intentionally kill ourselves so the next person could play yeah 
I mean, that's all we did. <laughs> yeah, I used to play Punch Out as like like the other people would play Mario. I played Punch Out. Yeah. So, but like, if I look at like, what do you say is an average length of a match in say Halo Two? Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. Between five seven to ten. ten. Yeah. yeah. No, not, it's not five minutes. It's it's. I think Jeff's right. Like Between five and ten. Take it easy. Take it easy. <laughs> so if I log my out, oh, wow. Okay. So if I take my twenty five hundred games that I played in Halo Two. And I multiply that by 10 minutes per game and then divide that by 60. It says I played that game for 420 hours. Wow. There you go. That's a lot. That's a long time. 416 hours to be specific. And that's not counting campaign. That's a good point. You know, and it certainly doesn't count the time it's been in for Red versus Blue. Yeah, and you figure you, you beat that. You beat it. You probably played the campaign through a couple times and then you did a legendary run, which probably took you 20 or 30 hours. Uh, did you itself. do a legendary run? On Halo 2? Halo 2? No, I don't think I did. Yeah, no achievements. Might not have been intended to. I thought everybody did. I did a legendary, legendary run. Legendary run? I don't yeah. think I, I did. I, I think I played up to the very first encounter <laughs> with the Covenant. <laughs> <laughs> legendary, and I was like, this is too hard. You're done. Stop. Yeah, I don't know if I did a... I don't know if I did... I don't know if in Halo 3 I did a solo legendary run. Was that an achievement? Uh, no, it wasn't. I did... I did mine co-op. I know that. Yeah. Well, I got my achievement for co-op, but I did about half of it solo, and I just got to a point where I couldn't continue. I was trying to remember that in Reach. By the way, if you play Reach, and this is the week of Thanksgiving in 2010, if you play Reach, this week is, I think, the biggest weekly challenge they've ever had. It's awesome. And if you are not up to date on it, you need to get cracking because the weekly challenge is to complete 16 daily challenges, and there's only four a day. So you need to average between two and three a day. In order to, to get this thing, and it's sixteen thousand credits. So it's like half a level, pretty pretty much. Griffin's back. Hey, what? come on in, Griffin. What's that? Tag out. I just wanted to mention the merchant starting today. Oh, that's well, a good you're, point. You're behind the times. Okay. Where have you, where have you been? <laughs> I was doing stuff out there. What would what would you like what would you like to say about it? Bye, Jack. Bye, internet. What would, what would you, you like to say about immersion? Um, that I'm very, very excited. Well, here's the thing. We were going to um, – it was going to be something we started a while – I mean, we started a while ago. But then it kind of got pushed because we had other series that we're working on that were a little bit – they're already established and we wanted to get ahead. Um, I just want to say that it's been really fun working on it, and I'm just excited finally to show everyone since we've been talking about it sort of slyly for a while. Was there something else I needed to say? I, well, I was saying earlier, I hope people like it because it really was just this elaborate way for us to – do these things that we wanted to do, like try these things out. And we feel we happen to film it and let's hope people enjoy it, right? I yeah. hope I hope it comes across in editing. Especially we were talking about the episode that's kind of like the car one in terms of the gadgetry. Right. And we're like, how do we this change of perspective, how how do we get this across, you know? And I, I think it's working, but we'll yeah. see when it comes out. Yeah, it is, there's some that are – It's like you were saying last night that with Immersion, there's some episodes that's kind of like walking a fine line, like trying to make things come across in the way we want them to or the, what, what we felt like we were doing when we were doing it. Right, exactly. Like it's not too much like we're trying to recreate a video game and more like just see how that would – one perspective or that one part of the video game would apply to real life right. and how that would change things. But you're right. It has been – I almost feel like it's been sort of a almost like a break, like filming it's been a break from the other work we're doing because we just – Get everyone together and go and like play essentially, yeah, and then film the process and forget a ton of stuff and have Joel bring it. <laughs> <laughs> we still have to pay people for it though. <laughs> no way that is. I like that you guys are like, we just get together and play. It's fun for the guys that are playing and not getting hit with baseball bats. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, th- there was some not fun stuff. There were two people involved in, a, in immersion uh, that play meant a different thing. Anytime you brought it up, <laughs> people would go. <sighs> All right. <laughs> there was actually a couple episodes where we didn't tell you guys, and we just kind of sprung some stuff on you too. Yep. That was yep. fun. 
awesome. That's so much fun. And the finale, the finale so stuff, fun. we have some fun stuff lined up for you guys, so too. Great. That should be a lot of fun. I'm really like, I had a new so idea for that fun. that I want to talk to you about, Griffin. Oh, great. Okay, good. Love it. But we should also be clear, too, the Left 4 Dead door does not actually figure into anything we're doing with Immersion. That's just something that we're doing to decorate the cool office. Cool for the office. It yeah. was just like a what see what Griffin can do because she talks so much shit about how talented she is all the time. I don't Like, what are you capable of? If anybody has any ideas <laughs> for shit Griffin could build, let us know. She built some props. That's half the fun, too. We didn't mention this. Is like this office is filled with props that we did have for immersion, and we can't show those. Yeah, that's true. So one of the things that was cool is we were able to show the door and show kind of hint at some of the cool stuff we're going to do and the quality of it. But, I mean, she has – there's one prop that sits in our studio that we all love. Yeah, it's awesome. And the funny thing it's is, uh, we'll, we'll awesome. talk about it later. But Griffin yeah. keeps telling us not to touch it because it's going to die when we went to shoot it. That thing's been fine for like three months. <laughs> it's now. true. It's no, true. But it, it felt like it was gonna, it was falling apart. It was falling to pieces. Up and like we kept pushing that episode back, filming it. And then now, of course, it's just it's totally fine. Like it didn't get. Maybe mangled. you should have more faith in your uh, ability to build shit. No, but 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 it was falling apart. Honestly, it was falling apart. I was fixing it up to the when we were using it, and then I didn't care. And now, well, of course, it's you fixed it really well. Then <laughs> you, did, right. you did a fantastic. Job. I think we're teasing too much. Yeah, yeah. Right. I agree. I will say, though, that that thing, I think Gus's encounter with it, Gus got hurt more than the, than the object did. <laughs> yeah, so. I, uh, <laughs> I was hurting for a few days after that. It was fucking funny, though. Very excited. So, uh, shorts, are we all wrapped up? Have we gone through all the shorts, uh, Archie shorts? Uh, or do we have one more this one week? One more. Uh, one more comes out this week. And, and then, we, the last one. then we have our special week of, essentially, shorts uh, mm-hmm. with uh, this group coming next week. We're very excited about that. What's this week's short? It's called Notes. Is that right? Uh, Noted to Death. Noted to Death. Have we announced that? I think it's in the hopper. I is think it? it's in the hopper. Okay. I mean, people can buy the DVD already, right? Speaking of which... You can buy the Rosh Short Season 2 DVD. I watched it for the first time all the way through yesterday. It's fucking, it was fun. I still haven't had a chance. I'm going to hopefully check it out later today. There's the, uh, there's oh, the oh, section. Oh, I'll show my family for I'm Thanksgiving. Not, I'll show them Frag Dude. I'm not spoiling anything here, but there's this section called Staff Interviews where like they do like a little you interview with funny. each person. No, no, no. I was going to say, I haven't <laughs> seen, I hadn't seen anybody else's interviews. You know, I only saw the one that I did and uh, they turned out really well. You guys were all really funny. You two are just going to snark each other to death. Yeah. Right? That's the, that's. They are married. Good, good for you. <laughs> so fucking happy. Yeah, you remember the part of the podcast earlier when we were talking about how inconvenient physical media is and discs? Well, forget that because <laughs> we have Guess what? Your bandwidth won't be used up by ordering a DVD. That's right. It's much less bandwidth to order a DVD than it is to stream all the episodes. And this is a normal this is a normal DVD, not one of those hipster Blu-ray DVDs. <laughs> so you don't have to feel like a douchebag when you watch it. <laughs> but people are always very people are always very nice. They always ask us how they can support the uh the Drunk Tank Podcast, they hear about our woes about not having a sponsor, which we had an offer in email. Did you see that? Yeah. A little listener to a sponsor? Are you going to pick him up on no, that? No, I don't think so. Our first, <laughs> our first sponsor? Anyway, so but the way, that, the way that all this works is that we have the DVDs for Red vs. Blue and the shorts and, of course, the videos that we have online. And if you support those, then you're supporting Rooster the Teeth Tank is Podcast. our sponsor. Rooster, exactly. Rooster Teeth is our advertiser. And we appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Rooster Teeth. Thank you, Rooster Teeth. All right. Well, uh, I feel like we've got a good place to wrap this up. Yeah. Before we go too long. Do you want to go to Cracker Barrel and order some more uh, sides of... Yeah. If we wait till 3 p.m., yes, I want to go to Cracker Barrel. (laughs) I want to go to whatever's across the street at 3 (laughs) p.m. No, I found out about this new place. It serves Indian food fused with Asian, and they serve it in a hubcap, and (laughs) you all have to do a headstand while you eat it. Really, it sounds... Oh, it's probably located next to the chicken and donut place where you can get your uh, donuts covered in bacon and maple syrup. Oh, yeah. That's right next to the sensory deprivation chamber where you can go (laughs) and you can drink coffee all day. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Take care.